and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back at home to give you guys a, another weekly episode, another uh, bit of food for thought for you to uh, take and consider and go over in your mind. Hopefully this message resonates with you. Uh, and The reason I want to talk about what I'm going to talk about tonight simply has to do with a conversation I had a few hours ago. A few hours ago, after my adult class this evening, I was talking to one of my adult students, and um, her husband needs some scary surgery, um, just in terms of where it's happening, in terms of his body, and and all of this kind of stuff. Um, really frightening. Um, really harrowing. Um, without going into too much detail, because it's not my story to tell. Um, there's a growth, it's benign, but it's in a scary, scary spot, and it's affecting her husband's health and well-being. So, understandably, she's terrified. Um, she's in, in the field, so she knows well, you know, what will come in terms of uh, for him post-surgery, and she knows that the prognosis is good and that he's in a good spot. But still, it's terrifying. And um, it's just another one of life's trials and tribulations. Just one more bit of difficulty, of hurdle, that life throws our way. And the thing is, life is not all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. It's not all that there's definitely some downside as well. There's going to be those moments that are absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. And in talking to my student this evening and um, really identifying with and understanding where she was mentally and you know, having been in similar situations myself and knowing how scary that time can be, I was reminded of one of my favorite movies and a quote from that favorite movie. Um, for those of you guys who know me at all, you know I love Batman. Batman's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> I have an obscene, as much knowledge as I have about martial arts, I probably have just as much, if not more, about Batman. So as you can imagine, a lot of the Batman movies are high on my list of favorite movies. But in my opinion, the best one is uh, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, starring Christian Bale. And I think it's a great movie for a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of different reasons. And I think there's a lot of great characters in it um, and a lot of great lines in it. But one of the ones that I find myself saying most often and that I think very much relates to the situation, and I think it's the kind of thing that we often need to hear, right? That we often need to remind ourselves of. And uh, it's spoken by Aaron Eckert, uh, who plays the character of Harvey Dent. During a press conference, he's talking about, you know, how bad Gotham City has gotten and uh, how terrible things are, are seeming to be. And people are pressing him about how difficult it will be and, you know, how scary everything is. And he goes, you know, it is dark, but... The night is always darkest just before the dawn. And I promise you, 
the dawn is coming. And that's something that we need to consider in life often. Because when we get down, when that, when that, that challenge hits us, when that inevitable hurdle jumps in our way, when that real negative thing happens, it is really hard to see the light at all. It's really hard. Um, when, you're, when you're in a moment like my student is, it's really hard to see that, that bright side. It's really hard to see that things could be good. They really could be. And that you never quite know what's on the other side. And the scariest part is always that part of unknown. I'll, you know, I'll share a personal story that I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to. When I was a teenager, uh, my grandmother fell ill, my dad's mom. And um, she was a very special person to me. Obviously, I think, everybody, <laughs> I think just about everybody loves their grandma, and I was no different. Um, both my grandmothers are very important to me. But this story in specific about my dad's mom, if it really fits what we're talking about, and um, my, my grandparents on that side were a very, very social couple. They were, uh, they were very involved in their senior citizens club. They were very involved with their friends and, and their family. And they would go to Atlantic City for day trips and stuff like that. They did like ballroom dancing classes. They were really, they, they had like a, a thirst for life. They had this really vivacious attitude for life um, to the point where, you know, like one of the things my grandfather would say all the time is life is for the living. Uh, even when he passed years later, his wake, one of the days of his wake was going to be on a day I was supposed to test for my second degree black belt and I was going to not take the test. And my father looked at me and he said, if you don't take this test because of grandpa, he's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. And every time he haunts you, he's going to remind you that life is for the living. But I digress. Back to the story about my grandmother. So my grandmother fell ill. Um, she, her liver was no good, um, and she developed liver cancer. She had some other underlying conditions that led to it, but, um, she got liver cancer. She was in her seventies already, so she was not a great candidate for a, uh, a transplant. Uh, she was very low on the list, obviously, and it was really terrifying. I remember hearing that, that. I remember hearing that, that news, and I remember not really understanding what cancer was. I was like 15, so I, I knew what cancer kind of was, but I didn't really understand it. You know, oh, someone's got cancer, oh, that's really scary, but I didn't, I didn't understand what it was. I didn't understand why it happened, I didn't understand why it was a bad thing. So I, looked, uh, I was taught all about cancer and why it was such a, a bad thing, and I remember when we found out that my grandmother's cancer was terminal and that, you know, it was simply a matter of time. And I remember each day how painful each of those days were thinking about that. I remember, oh gosh, I remember getting that news and having my father, it's the first time I ever saw my father cry now that I think about it. I remember him explaining the news to me and what it meant. And I remember um, 
that like punch in the gut feeling. And it was terrifying. And, you know, obviously there's a, a certainty to that, which is terrifying, especially when you've never lost anybody before. And at that point, the only other person I'd ever lost in my life was my golden retriever when I was 10 years old. So for a long time, my grandmother fought and she lived as best as she could until the last uh, about two weeks of her life or so where she was in hospice care on the house, in, in her house and barely, uh, barely with us anymore. And all of, like, all this buildup, it was so dark. It was such a, a heavy time. I remember, I, what's scary is that I have very vivid memories of that time. Of, you know, we, we, we all went, me, my cousins, my siblings, we all went and we lived in her house uh, with her in those last couple of weeks so we could have whatever time we had left. And that time was terrible. Um, you know, we were kids and we tried to make the best of it. And we tried to, like, have our happy moments. And, and we did, for the most part. And we knew what it was building towards. It was building towards a horribly painful, terrible time. And, of course, it did build to that terrible moment. And that was, obviously, the darkest point of that whole story. And yes, after that, of course, I missed her tremendously. And I still miss her tremendously. I tell my wife all the time that I wish, that, you know, that there's a great many things that if I had the power to rewrite reality, there's a, a great many things I would change. I think all of us, if we, if we had our druthers, there are things we would change. I would love to have my wife have met my grandmother. I think they would. I think my grandmother would love my wife. I think she would. Hopefully she looks down and she's smiling and she's happy with, with uh, the woman that I found to spend my life with. But nonetheless, my point, the point I bring the story up for is there was so much buildup of negativity. There was so much pain and difficulty and tears and hurt that led to that precipice of her, to the most hurtful moment. And after that most dark moment, it got better. It got better. I mean, that's the worst possible outcome. There, there was no good way that story could end. That story was going to end that way, and there was nothing we could, anybody could do about it. But afterwards, there was silver lining. The pain was over. Her hurt was over. And yes, I miss her, but missing her is not nearly as painful as watching her suffer. Now, obviously, this story is much more grim and scary than my student story because the prognosis is exactly the opposite. But there's still the element of the unknown. There's still that terrifying element and we go through so many things like that in life. Sometimes there are moments. Sometimes the, the, that moment where you're not, it's that near miss car accident moment we have where you think like, oh my God, this person's about to hit me or I'm about to hit them. Oh my God, and you manage to make it not happen. Sometimes it's a moment like that and it's terrifying. It's scary. But afterwards, after a little adrenaline dump, you feel great for a little while. 
there are times when, oh my God, is this going to happen? You know, it, it, good, bad, or otherwise, where you hear the company's doing layoffs and is your job one of the ones in the line? And it's dark and it's heavy. But there's always light after that. The thing we lose sight of sometimes is that life is very cyclical that way. That when the worst possible thing is on the table, even if the worst possible outcome happens, there's usually, usually, something good afterwards. I'll give you an example. If you're a small business owner like me, in this pandemic, we've had some terrifying times. We've had some really scary moments of, you know, how are we going to make our way through this? The good news is that when we get through it, what comes on the other end of this, I can't wait for it. I can't imagine how big things are going to be. And even if the worst possible thing happens, even if you go out of business, there's going to be a smile on the other side of there. You and I don't know what that is yet, but I promise you, there's got to be good on that other side. The most rare thing in the world is to fall down and never have any positive out of it whatsoever. If nothing else, there's a lesson. But usually, there's some happy moments that come after. Go back to the idea of my grandmother. When she passed away, that was a really hard day, obviously. But at the wake and at the funeral, talking about all our fun stories or grandma, talking about, you know, memories that we had with them, trips we had taken with them, little traditions that we had with them. That was such a beautiful day. That day was so beautiful. And the only way to get to that beautiful day and those beautiful moments were to go through that horrible day. And I'm not saying that there's always going to be the most amazing outcome ever. There's not. But I promise you, in those harrowing, scary moments, the worst part is the right there part. The worst part is the part where you have to analyze it and think about what's going to happen. It's like when someone goes in for surgery. That build-up to that surgery is terrible. Terrible. <laughs> You're analyzing everything that could happen, good, bad, or otherwise. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's a tonsillectomy. Like, I remember Mrs. Sensei had her uh, tonsils taken out a few years ago as an adult. And I remember, you know, thinking of all the things that could possibly have gone wrong. Oh, my God, is, you know, going crazy about it. And then she went in for the surgery. And e even that day, I was a bit of a mess. And it was really dark going into that, wondering as I kissed her goodbye and the surgeon took her in. Like, what could happen? short answer is nothing happened. I, I built it up to be this big, scary thing. And it could be. It could have been. And the same is true for all of us, whether it comes to something like that with one of our loved ones or, you know, the unknown with our business or even the unknowns with ourselves. 
Hell, we've all taken medical tests and stuff, stuff like that where you're wondering, how is this going to come out? Come out? Am I going to come out of this favorably? I know we've had this with job interviews too. Where you take it and you're not sure how it went. And you're really whew, beating yourself up until you hear back. Now, the thing is, is it possible to live life without that? Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I can't really think of a way to live your life without that. Without, without that potential. I mean, maybe if you had no other human connection, maybe if you never went to the doctor, maybe if you never interacted with other people ever, and you just completely were a hermit living in a cave, maybe you could live without that. But even still, I still think there's going to be moments where maybe you're going to hear a sound outside of that cave and you're going to wonder, uh-oh, and you're going to have that harrowing moment. We're all going to be forced to go through it sometimes. I've talked about Sensei Kern a great many times. And, you know, I tell you guys all the time how much he inspires me and how positive he was leading up to the heart transplant. And it was really scary watching my friend go from that place where he was doing well, doing well, doing well, and then all of a sudden he really wasn't doing well. You know, now he's on the other side of it and it's like nothing's different. He's still so positive. I talked to him just recently and he's as positive as ever and he's doing you know, all sorts of stuff and of course exercising like crazy and he's got this unbelievable appreciation for life. He's got this unbelievable mindset and positivity and surely one of the things that forged it was the horrible, horrible things he had to go through. It's always darkest before the dawn. Always. In those moments where things feel so dark, where they feel so heavy, I promise you, there's always going to be something on the other side of it that's positive. It may not even be related to the thing that's so negative. You know, you, there's a great many times I've heard of people in their life experiencing something tragic, experiencing something horrible, and coming out the other side positive. Maybe not because of the thing that went wrong. You know, maybe you're a person who was a small business owner, and I'm not saying the positive thing that happens is going to be related to your small business closing. But life doesn't leave us down. Life has a way of finding us a way to be positive again. Even in the, the worst circumstances. But again, how often do those worst circumstances happen? I'd say less than, way less than half the time. And I think depending on the situation, even less than that. And it's easy to worry about that worst case scenario. And I don't think you're wrong to do it. You're a human being. We go through those things. But just realize that life balances us. Realize that the ledger always winds up even. If we had to go through some negative, I guarantee you, on the other end of that negative, 
there's going to be something to smile about. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, please make sure wherever you're listening to this, you subscribe, you rate, and you leave us a review. just helps. Please make sure that you're sharing the podcast. I see numbers go up all the time, and it just comes from you guys sharing it out there. It means a lot to me. Um, beyond that, as always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school at tskSmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you're at tsmma underscore Smithtown. Find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, my friends, I will see you guys on the mat.